What's going on, podcast? Want to land a job this year that will actually bring you fulfillment? Well, the path is not easy, but it is possible. That's why we've come up with six value-packed and short emails to help you land your dream job of the new year. Sign up for this by clicking the link in the description below. Sign up and we promise not to spam you. This will just be a good enhancement from the podcast. Thanks. Take care. Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to talk about rebranding yourself for your career and your job search. You want to listen to this episode, especially if you're going through a career transition and need to rebrand yourself. I brought on an amazing guest today. Her name is Kanika Tolver. She's a career coach and author of the book, Career Rehab, Rebuild Your Personal Brand and Rethink the Way You Work. In Career Rehab, Tolver helps readers strip away what's holding them back to create the career of their dreams. Kanika has been featured on CNN, CBS Radio, Glassdoor, and The Washington Post in a variety of radio interviews and podcasts. Let's get right to it with our 103rd episode of the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. All right, Kanika, I just want to launch into exactly what brought you into the space here. Did you go through a rebranding yourself? What's what's your background? Actually, I did. Um, my background is in information technology. I have over 14 years in the IT industry, but I primarily was working in the federal government. So a couple of years ago, I was transitioning into private sector and I was like, wow, like I really have to rethink um, how I view myself as being a government employee versus being a private sector employee. Cause it's yeah. a, it's a lot, it's a lot different on the private sector side is more competitive. There's a lot more innovative technologies that you need to know, need to know how to do. So I had to actually take a step back and first rebrand, um, my resume. So I had to really re I, I used to have a government resume cause I spent majority of my career in the federal government. And those a lot are of, way different way like, for different. the record. <laughs> People got to understand that they're, they're written way different but there's different keywords there's different um uh phrases that you use there's different acronyms that you use so i had to take a step back and um i started to really look at myself as a brand as i rewrote my resume so in a way for private sector to understand what i was doing in government in their language right right because they right. have their own language so as a project manager i had to look at job descriptions and i had to be able to align my resume with those private sector job descriptions so that's what i that's kind of what i started to do around maybe 2014 ish was that difficult for you to make that transition it was scary it took a lot of um courage i was scared i had a good comfortable six-figure government job, right? You know, people in the D.C. market know that when you work for the government, you usually retire from the government, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, you got that good government job, that consistent paycheck. And I was like, you know, I want to challenge myself to go to the next level. So the very first private sector job that reached out to me after I put my new private sector resume online was a company called Deloitte Consulting. 
I didn't know anything about Deloitte, you know, because I had worked in the federal government my whole career. So that was like the first initial company that reached out. That's amazing. You know, I told you a little bit about my story. I went through a transition myself and it's not easy, especially going from um, in my in my case, I was in hospitality and I moved to starting my own business, which I think is its own thing. In the broadest sense, though, what do you think is how would you define a rebranding? I think a rebranding is like a facelift on your career. It's like enhancements. It's like plastic surgery. You know, when you think about (laughs) people that go and, um, you know, get plastic surgery. But in my book, I like to talk about rebranding closer to renovations like in a home, you know, when you think about a home that you live in and you're doing renovations in your kitchen, in your bathroom, you're getting new appliances. It's like, what is going to make this house marketable? What is going to make an average consumer want to buy my house, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing with our resumes and with our LinkedIn profiles and with our careers. We have to get to a place where we get out the things that we need to build our skills up. Maybe we need to get certifications. Maybe we need to do a career change into an industry that is going to you know, let us be able to live out some of our new goals. You need to be able to learn these three things in, in rebranding. I like to call it my three formula, three-step formula. Brand, market, sell. If you can rebrand, then you can market yourself. If you can market yourself, then you can sell yourself into the job interviews and, and, and as you network. Okay, that's awesome. And what I want to do for the heart of this podcast is launch into some really awesome basic strategies we can use to rebrand ourselves I want to go into the concept of the career floor plan and um, specifically this metaphor you've built, which I think is just beautiful, of the house. So let's go ahead and start with this first question, and that's how can I start to build my house or my floor plan, the foundation, um, if you will, um, to my career change? So in my book, I like the word floor plan because, you know, a lot of people use the word or the phrase career blueprint, but I feel like career floor plan is, it's like you're the architect of your career. It's the same way we get a house built or we decide to buy, we decide to buy a house and we, we're actually trying to figure out the dimensions of that particular house. You have career dimensions. You have career rooms and spaces. So I like to walk you guys through a few things that you guys can do as you build your own career floor plan. So the first, awesome. the first thing you want to do is you want to identify the location. It's the same way you when you go buy a house, you kind of know what cities and zip codes you want to live in. Where do you want to work? Do you want to work, you know, in a specific city? Do you want to work in the inner city? Do you want to work in the suburbs? I think commute is so important before we even start the rebranding in our job search is identifying where do we want to work? Some people want to relocate to a whole nother city because they have a whole new, you know, whole new mindset about where they want to work. So think about your location. The next thing is to think about is salary. It's the same way when you get a house, you're thinking about what can you afford, right? You know, can you afford 200,000, 300,000? Your right. salary is driven off of what skills you have, what experience you have, what is the career salary that's a good fit for where you are within your career right now? Your education, your experience, the certifications that you have, that is going to put you in a 
tax bracket or a salary bracket of the type of jobs you should be searching for based upon your past experience and your education. Yeah. I just want to cut in right there just because I think what you've said is so, it's so powerful because I've worked with a lot of job seekers on their resumes and Mm -hmm. I find the ones that have the most trouble are the ones that don't have a very well-defined scope of where they want to apply. Um, A lot of the times they'll say, oh, I'll apply, I'll kind of apply anywhere. I'll ask them, <laughs> do you want, do you want it like a manager job? Do you want, you know, something that's a little bit more director level right. and they won't have something well-defined. They don't know what their salary should they should be. They'll kind of go all, all over the country, wherever. So what I think you've said, um, it's the concept of being targeted. It's, it's, it's really powerful. I agree. And I think salary also dictates, you know, from junior level to mid level to managerial type roles. Right. So, you you know, when you have a certain amount of experience that you can you can get a great mid level job, but you may be at a point where you've served in mid level positions for 10, 15 years and you're ready to go to leadership roles. I think another thing that I like to use is Glassdoor.com to figure out that career location and that career salary, what should you be targeting your career career salary as? Because in Washington, D.C., you may make 100000 but you may go to North Carolina and Charlotte, and you may only be able to get 80000 That's why I start with career location, because cool. it's going to drive the rest of, of, the, of your career floor plan. That is being strategic. Yeah. So how, what else would you add on to the floor plan? One of the one of the big pieces that I would love to talk about is career rooms and spaces. Yeah. And this is really this is really important. Career room and spaces are very important because it lets you know, you know, how big do you foresee your career to be? Do you want to be in a medium sized organization, a big organization, you know, a, a big organization, a nonprofit organization, a government? What type of rooms and spaces do you do you want to be be in, involved in? Because sometimes in our career we start as a condo. We want to get our foot in the door, and we want to get, get maybe work at a smaller company. But sometimes as we get more experience, we're ready to go to that Fortune 500 company, and we're ready to go to you know bigger tech companies, or maybe maybe you want to work in a startup. Those rooms and spaces is a individual decision that you have to decide. So you're saying that the rooms and spaces are the types of companies I would be applying for or the company culture, for instance, that would en- encapsulate uh, a house or the uh, the rooms and spaces. Right. Because I, I think I think sometimes um, when I take, think about rooms and spaces, I also like to think about career dimensions. It's so important for us to know how big we want our house to be. Do we want, you know, X amount of square footage, right? If you want a career and you want right, you want to start off with an internship or with your first job or even a mid-level job, you're not you may not be able to handle a, a home or career career room and spaces that are really really large. Or 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 you may want to figure out like what's a good fit for you. I think um, it's important as a professional for us to to decide what types of rooms and spaces we want within our floor plan so sure. we can maneuver that strategically. Sure. I want to ask a very practical question. Usually I save these for after the the core content, but is there a good practical way to get clear on what I want? I like to um, get journals. Um, you know, when we talk about being the architect, architect of our careers, 
sometimes, you know, when you look at a career floor plan, there's this architect that has the whole house already sketched out. I, I think it's a great idea as, as professionals for us to sketch out or to journal, you know, whether you want to brainstorm and journal, journal it by one, two, three, or you want to have bullet points, or you just want to, you know, draw out how you foresee your career. It's important to sit down and to really map that out the same way we would map out the different rooms and spaces of a home that we would purchase. We need to do that. Another thing to physically write it out on a piece of paper, physically write it out. Cause I think that that's going to be your cheat sheet as you decide when you, before we even get to going on indeed and monster and LinkedIn, we need to know what that career floor plan looks like. And we need to decide, are we okay with that before we actually execute the job search? Okay. Thank you so much for clarifying that. I'm a, I'm a journaler. I've told people <laughs> on the show before, but it's it's brought me so much clarity and things that I want, not just career la- career related, but it's uh, it's helped me out tremendously. Yeah, so. and another thing that I really want to hit on with the career floor plan, which is the last piece, we talked about you know we talked about location, we talked about salary, we talked about the size of the company. The last part is career appliances. Now this is this is huge right here. Like this is this is benefits the professional. Career appliances is the same way we have a granite countertop. We have, you know, a, a really nice refrigerator and we have different nice appliances in our home that benefit the way we live every day. What are the career appliances that you need? These are the benefits. So this is paid time off. This is telework opportunity to work from home maybe a couple of days. This is, um, you know, maybe you are a woman and you want a certain amount of time off when you have a baby. You got to think about all the benefits that you want in your job, in your job offer package. So appliances are the benefits that you decide in that, you know, as you're sketching things out, you want to figure out those things before you just take any job offer. Okay. This may be a... I don't know, almost like a trick question here, but if I'm trying to prioritize which one of these are the most important, so you've got the floor plan, you've got the rooms and spaces, you've got the appliances, is there a way to prioritize these things in terms of importance? Yes. As we rebrand, I think it's also important to, um, in my book, I also have a chapter called Speed Dating Jobs. So I like it. You know, when you meet somebody, you have a list of things that you're looking for in a new in a new person that you're dating. Yeah. And when you date jobs, you have to you have to make that list and prioritize that list. Some people want to work closer to home and money's not an option for money's not a big deal to them. Some people say, hey, you know, I want all these extra stock options. I think when you rebrand, you have to also get to know yourself. We have to take career ownership back and we have to figure out where you are right now and in your personal life and with your family what are the things that you desire? Because you have to go to this job every day. And I think it's important to prioritize that list based upon importance of where you are. When you're, when you're young and you don't have a lot of responsibility, money's probably your driver. You know what I mean? It's sure. probably the first thing that you're looking to, to make. But as you get older, I think it's important to um, make sure that you, you make that list based upon all the other things that's going on in your personal life. Excellent. Kanika, I want to talk about the emotional challenges of going through a career change. I, I think about all the people who are, let's say they're going from a, a career they've been in for 10 years and then they all of a sudden they, 
they feel the need to be a software developer and they're they're ready to make that transition it's not so easy just from talking with a lot of these individuals but for you in your in your past how were you able to deal with the stress and anxiety that you may have had with that transition very good question because doing a rebranding is not the easiest task and it does it does cause for some of us as professionals to have fear to have for worry sure. um I, I i suffer from at one time i did suffer from career confusion just not knowing what i wanted to do you know what i mean and i think doing a rebranding and a career change it it kind of takes you back to career discovery, right? You have to really get back to like, what are the things that you want to do? So some of the things that I would say to get over that initial career anxiety of a, of a rebranding, um, of, of the rebranding process and of just a, a career change is to create a great network. I think networking is something that we we don't utilize as much. There's somebody else that already went through a career change or has yeah. overcome that challenge of getting that certification that you desire or that got that job at Microsoft and you really want to work at Microsoft. I think it's so important to maximize our network and connect with like-minded people that are in the position that you're trying to go go to. That's awesome. So leaning on like a network or community of people who have gone through the same thing as you. Yeah. So um, what I do, what I did two weeks ago is I'm actually in the process of doing a career change from project management to cybersecurity and cloud computing. So what I did is I put a post on LinkedIn and I said, hey, I'm looking for some mentors that are knowledgeable and experts in cloud computing and cybersecurity. I got an outpour of support of people that I never met that are all over the United States. Yeah. Men and women saying, hey, I'll set up time to talk to you. Let's do a Zoom call. Let's do coffee. It was amazing to know that these people that don't know me were willing to share the knowledge of how they was able to get into the same industry that I'm trying to get into. Yeah, that's so amazing because I think most people forget, especially people who are afraid to ask for things or people who are, they may be on the more shy side, but human beings have a natural desire and instinct to help other people out, especially people who have gone through the same thing. Um, I'm thinking yesterday, this just this just popped in my head right now, but I saw a LinkedIn post about someone who was making a transition into starting his own business. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the heck came over me. This is just a natural instinct. <laughs> but I, I commented on that LinkedIn post. I said, hey, man, congratulations on your transition. And please send me a DM if you want any advice or anything like that. So I think it's just natural for humans to help out other humans, especially if they're going through the same thing. And I think job seekers and career transitioners especially should not be afraid to ask to for help, ask for help. Exactly. Yes. And exactly. I think when you when you try to take on this rebranding process and you're t- you're trying to rebuild your personal brand, you really have to like in my subtitle, you really have to rethink the way you work. You can't keep working like the way you used to work when you just had that job and you went to that job every day. You didn't expand your network. You didn't talk to other people. If we're going to. Um, do a career change or rebranding, we have to transition ourselves to say that it's okay that I don't know, but I know that there's someone else that overcame the same challenge. Kanika, what's the biggest mistake that people do make when they are rebranding aside from not leaning on a network? I think the biggest mistake that people make is they don't rebrand their online presence, like their, their LinkedIn profile in 
in their job board um, profiles because you can expand your network all you want. You can meet these great new people, but there are recruiters and there are human resource specialists are, that don't know you that need to be able to see that rebranding take place, right? So I think it's important, number one, is to definitely rewrite your resume and also have other resume writers or other other people that are in your new network to critique yeah. it to give you to give you some feedback because they may be in the industry that you're trying to get into they're going to know what to change in the resume um and number and, and and I think number 2 is to go and take that resume and to update your your job site profile. So whether you use Indeed or LinkedIn or Monster, make sure that the recruiter or the headhunter or whoever's looking at your profile can clearly see the rebranding online without talking to you. Amazing. I think what you said is so powerful because it's one thing to do the internal rebranding and to really get clear on what you want. It's a whole entire other beast to communicate that brand to other people. Like you need to be putting yourself out there. You need to be finding a way to communicate yourself through your resume, through your LinkedIn profile, through a cover letter, through just even the way that you talk with people in everyday conversations, I think. Yes. Um, I think that's huge. And I, I, I would say the same thing for businesses, for people that want to start their own companies. It's like you need to find a way to communicate your value. Otherwise, it's agreed. Agreed. And and maybe and maybe to add to that, um, I think that's really good, Chris. Those are some really good points. I think Mm -hmm. to add is to also maybe um, go to meetups, meet new people at these meetups, go to um, job fairs, face to face job fairs, um, attend virtual job fairs. I think it's so important to also not just hide behind your LinkedIn profile, but to be able to go to job fairs where you can actually introduce yourself to people. Sure. You're preaching exactly what I say on this show. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you for bringing that to light. Okay. So for my last question here, let's say I'm an employer who's looking at somebody who's making this transition. One thing that I do fear is that some people will have a level of skepticism for people who haven't had those positions before. So what would I do as a job seeker to ensure that companies are taking me seriously, even though I haven't necessarily had that role before? That's a great question, because I think that is that is one of the biggest things people struggle with, with rebranding or doing a career change. Their fear is like, I don't have the experience. I've never done this job before or I only got the the new certification or the new degree. And they feel like, oh, my gosh, like they're not going to hire me. I think the best thing that you can do is you can um, be so upfront about your career transition because I think so many companies are in a place where they know that people have certifications and have new degrees that they're willing to give you a chance. I think making that impression when you're in the job interview or when you communicating over the phone with the recruiter, I think it's so important to, um, to be upfront, but while you're in your current role, what you could do is you could do a detail. You could, you know, see if there's an opportunity for you to work a percentage of your time doing something new in that new skill set to kind of get that maybe 25% of your, of your time. See if your manager will allow you to work on a project or a task that could be some great experience to put on your resume. Fantastic. And one last sub question off of that, if I am making a transition and I haven't had the experience before, 
shouldn't I allow for some flexibility for my salary to be a little bit lower in the beginning and to increase it later on? I 100% agree. Um, I think that we we can't go into the into the new job thinking like, oh, I was making I was making ninety thousand in my last role, <laughs> yeah. and I'm expecting to make. I, I took a cut, like I took the biggest cut transitioning to the startup role. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I bring that up. But, yeah. I, I, I think it goes back to our initial career floor plan question: is prior prioritizing those things on that list? If you're thinking about rebranding. You may have to drive a little further to that new job. You may don't make as much money. You may have to say, you know what? I had excellent benefits in my last role, but I have to kind of like, in order for, for me to get this new work experience, I'm going to have to maybe not get the best benefits with my new role because it's kind of like you're rebuilding yourself to get to the next level of where you were today. So you right. can't expect to transition from the same, all the same things going to transition over. I think being flexible is so important. Awesome. Well, Kanika, you've been such a good guest. I really felt myself uh, being drawn by the things that you were saying. And I just imagine someone getting so excited about their own transition. I just want to ask if you have any last encouraging words for people who are going through their own rebranding. I would say trust the process. It's not the easiest process. I would say, um, it's very important to get your skills up. Whatever knowledge you don't have for that new role or that new industry, it's so important to use online resources. You know, there's a lot of online training classes that you can take for little to nothing. Um, you know, there's lynda.com, there's LinkedIn yep. Learning, there's Udemy. I mean, there's just, there's just, yep. uh, there's YouTube that's free. Um, there's such a knowledge of things out there. So don't discredit yourself because you don't have the formal work experience. Skill up your knowledge, do hands-on experiences online that could help you transition a lot easier. That would be my last advice is to read books, read blogs, read articles, listen to great podcast shows sure. that are in that new industry you're trying to get into and be knowledgeable enough to have a good conversation with recruiters and hiring managers and people that are you going to meet in your new network. Like actually immerse yourself, like I feel immerse like yourself. My, 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 the thing I want to leave people is become a student of your career. Never stop learning. If you, if you stop learning, then you can't rebrand. If you just say, oh, I'm not going to learn anything new. The rebranding won't happen. So become a student of your career. Love that. Great way to put a cap on it. So you just came out with this book, correct? Let's hear about that. So the book comes out January 21st. I'm not sure when this um, recording is going to drop, but this book is amazing. I mean, I think that the listeners should definitely purchase the book on Amazon, but, yeah. but purchase the book because it's so many great chapters about, you know, how to get paid now, get the money, power, and respect, like salary negotiation, how to do how to do fearless resignations, how to break up with jobs. Now, now if you're going to rebrand yourself, you're going to have to learn how to break up with jobs. You're going to have to learn how to fearlessly <laughs> resign so you can get to the to that new job in within your new career goals. So there are just some great chapters about how to build your brand by dating jobs, how you go from different jobs and you build your skill sets, you build your knowledge, you build your network. And I think so many people will be able, so many people that, that, that want to rebuild their personal brand. This is the book for you. If you, if you've been stuck or been unhappy, this is the book for you. 
I love that. So this goes more into the detail of like how to do it. And I'll, I'm sure get more of those lovely metaphors about like the house and the career floor plan and to get some more detail about that. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the um, analogies and the methodologies that I came up with was really around the idea of like recruiters are like the career agents, the same way you would have a real estate agent. I yeah. walk you through on find career agents and career agents is like your recruiters, your diversity inclusion managers, you know, all of the people that you, the, the leaders that you're going to meet on LinkedIn that can actually help you place you in new positions. Everyone, everyone needs career agents to kind of help them as help them as they rebrand their rebuild their personal brand. Awesome. So if, if it drops on the 21st, is there a way I could look and sign up for a newsletter? So that way, when I, when that book comes out, I'm ready to go. So you can actually sign up my newsletter on kanikatover.com. Um, awesome. If you go to the homepage, there's a, um, there's a actual um, form where you can just sign up for the newsletter. You can um, still always follow me on social media at kanikatover. I'm on all the social media outlets at Kanika Tover. And um, the book is going to be available in audio, Kindle, and physical copy. Awesome. And so for you listeners who are currently in the act of driving or jogging, what I like to do is put the description or put the URL in the description of this podcast. So whatever you're using, make sure to check out those links and I'll be sure to drop them. Well, Kanika, you're an amazing guest. Thanks for being on the show. You were a perfect example of a career warrior. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me and I hope that everyone will enjoy this podcast show and they will take some of our tips today and they will rebrand their career. Awesome. Let's go. (laughs) So this concludes the 103rd episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. I just can't emphasize this enough. If you were going through a career transition, you should take these things to heart. Get some clarity on what you want within your career. There are way too many people out there who are just applying blindly to jobs And I think by getting clear on where you want to apply can just take you such a long way. Additionally, please make sure to check out a few of our other episodes if you are interested. We have plenty of other content about resume writing and LinkedIn profiles. And we even have one called, When Should You Quit Your Job? And that was our 31st episode. So this concludes our Career Warrior podcast. Thanks, and I'll see you next time. And for more on your job search, make sure to check out letseatgrandma.com. That's where you can find our blog, where we post the podcast show notes and so many more articles that will help you in your job search. You can also check out our resume services if you are interested in getting your resume professionally reworked. And please make sure to show us some love by jumping onto iTunes and leaving us a rating. The support from my fellow warriors will show the world how great this podcast is and help other people in their job search pay it forward. Thanks guys for being true warriors and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week.